It's all about a person. Now, I'm going to give you a short quiz. And you'll hear three Christmas songs. And try and guess who is the central person in each song. And as usual, there are no prizes. Because I'm skint. It's Christmas. Now, here's the first one. Okay, now who's going to be clever? Who, who's that about? Yes, snowman. the snowman, absolutely. Well done. Okay, now the second one is so easy. Here's the second one. Yeah, you better watch out. You better not try. You better not stop. I'm telling you why. Yes, thank you, Alistair. Who is that song about? Santa Claus, yes. Drinking Diet Coke up there. Okay, now the last one. A wee bit trickier. One at a time. Rudolph, yes. Well done. Or maybe for you. Christmas is about the person you buy a present for. Now, I have a confession to make. Let me share it with you. In recent days, I have been dropping little clues for Alison. Any guesses why? To make sure that I get the right Christmas present this year. And folks, it's worked brilliantly. Like leaving a shirt catalogue. From Charles Tirrett on the lounge sofa. I'm asking Alison to measure the size of my neck. <laughs> I did. Subtlety is a great thing. Or maybe Christmas is about the person you cook for. And maybe on Wednesday night, uh, you stayed up and you got some great ideas from Nigella's Christmas kitchen. And this year for dessert, will it be trifle? Or Christmas pudding? Or will it be a Yule log? Well, tonight, we're going to focus on the really central person of Christmas. And it's not the snowman, or Santa Claus, or Rudolph, or even the person you buy a present for or cook for. Christmas is all about a person called Jesus. And there are three important things to know about this person he had. An extraordinary birth. He came with an extraordinary mission. And he offers an extraordinary invitation. And so, I invite you to join me tonight as we explore his story together. Now, let's begin with his birth. In other words, who exactly was Jesus? Well, let's go back 2,000 years to find his identity. And here's how the story begins. It says, While they, that's Mary and Joseph, were there in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born. And she, that is Mary, gave birth to her firstborn, a son. Now last Sunday, something rather strange took place in Edinburgh. Let me share this with you. It was the great Scottish 
Santa Run. Did anyone see it? Yes, some people. Well, it took place in Princess Street Gardens. And over 2,000 people put on a Santa Claus outfit to help raise money for children who are sick. Well, think of it this way. In a far greater way, God's Son came to help us. Because we have a sickness as well, and it's called sin. And here's how he did it. Jesus put on humanity. God became one with us in space and time. It's an amazing thought. But folks, look also at his humility. And here's how his story continues. It says, She that is Mary, wrapped him in cloths, and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, can I tell you something personal here? I like my home comforts. Does anyone here not like their home comforts? We all do. For example, last Saturday, I thought we would totally blitz our Christmas shopping. How foolish can one be? But that was the grand plan. And so we drove to Newcastle, to the metro centre, and we stayed at a very nice hotel. And it was great. We had those cute little bottles of shampoo, the molten brow, okay, thank you, stuff. And we had those massive big towels, and we even had a buffet breakfast in the morning. What more could you ask for? Well, here's the point. point. The place where Jesus was born was nothing like that. His story began, not in a big posh hotel. God incarnate was born in a stinking manger. Manger, that's where it began. And now secondly, he came with an extraordinary mission. And it was a mission to meet our greatest need. Now, last week, a friend told me the must-have presents for this Christmas. And I shared this on Wednesday. Any ideas? What is the must-have present for this Christmas? Give me some ideas. Anyone? Yes. An iPod. You're very close. I would love an iPod. It's a great idea. Any more? You'll never guess it. It's a tin of oxygen. You must have a tin of oxygen. And you can buy it in America? <laughs> Sorry if you're American. It's a price of price. And it will cost you $60. A wonderful present for the person that you love. Well, picture the scene. You're a shepherd. And you're out in your field at night doing whatever shepherds do. And then an angel appears from nowhere and says to you, Do not be afraid which is easier said than done. But then you hear this news flash message, which says, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And folks, that's our greatest need. Our greatest need is to be rescued by our creator. And that's why Jesus was born. He came as a great Saviour. Now, there's one program that I watch on television every Christmas. And it's not the Great Escape, I can assure you. 
is a cartoon called The Snowman. And if you like weepy endings, do you like weepy endings? All the guys said yes. Well, you'll love The Snowman, because in the end, The Snowman melts. Yes, in other words, his maker couldn't save him. Well, here's the good news about this Christmas child. Jesus is able to rescue us. And that's what someone called Lee Strobel came to realize. Because one day, Lee asked himself a question. And the question was this. What is life really all about? Have you ever asked that? And if there is a God up there, how can I know him? And Lee explored in depth the evidence for the Christmas child. Is it true or is it not true? And let me read you his conclusions. He said this. He said, after spending nearly two years, I was ready to reach a verdict. For me, the evidence was clear and compelling. Yes, Christmas is a holiday overlaid with all sorts of fanciful beliefs, from flying reindeer to Santa Claus sliding down chimneys. But I became convinced, he says, that if you drill down to its core, Christmas is based on a historical reality. The incarnation, God becoming man. It is a mystery, backed up by facts, that I now believed were simply too strong to ignore. And finally, it leads to an extraordinary invitation. And I love how the Christmas story continues. Picture the scene. You are still a shepherd. Okay? You're still a shepherd. And you're still out in your field at night. And it's before the days of hot bovril. And the angels have just left you. And they've gone back into heaven. And you're standing there. And what are you thinking? What is the wife going to say? And wait until I tell Stevie at the chip shop. That is not in scripture, by the way. But here's what the Bible actually says. It says, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven... The shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. In other words, it is an extraordinary invitation. And think about this. 2,000 years later, that same invite drops through your front door letterbox tonight. And so we're going to ask three questions about this invite. Firstly, when should I respond? Well, it says the shepherds responded immediately. And that is what happened to Lee Strobel. In his book, The Case for Christmas, he writes this. He writes, I had come to the point where I was ready for the Christmas gift. The Christ child, whose love and grace are offered freely to everyone who receives him, in repentance and faith. And I like this. Even someone like me. Thought it was great. And maybe tonight you can relate to that. And so the question for you this evening is this. How will you respond? It's very simple. How will you respond? Well, here's what happened to the shepherds. They didn't rush home. And they didn't put on their best suit from next. Or even get a shave or a shower. Notice, they went to Jesus just as they were. 
And folks, this is going to be quite a humbling thing. And let me explain why. It's because you will never be good enough. Think about this. You'll never be good enough to come to Jesus. You come just as you are. And finally, why should I respond? Well, take a look at the shepherds. It says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, let's look at the wise men. These were the Goldman Sachs of the first century. And listen to this. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And the point is this. Encountering the Christmas child, whoever you are, whatever your background, changes your life forever. And for Lee Strobel, it was just the same. And so as we close, let me read you what he said from his own experience. You can get this book downstairs in the lounge. He said this, So I talked with God in a heartfelt and unedited prayer, admitting and turning from my wrongdoing and receiving his offer of forgiveness and eternal life through Jesus. And he says, I told him that with his help, I wanted to follow him and his ways from here on out. In other words, he found this. Christmas is all about a person called Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. Let us pray.